Good morning, friends. It's Grania Tyndall here. It's Numbers for Success, and it's the Numbers for Success podcast on all things soul. So thank you to each and every one of you who continue to support my my podcasts and my work. It gives me such pleasure and joy, and I'm so pleased that I can continue to give my wisdom and knowledge that I have acquired over 25 years of helping people to discover and uncover their soul purpose. And that is what I do. I'm a numerologist based in the southeast of Ireland, where I have helped, luckily, thousands of people all over the world to figure out why they're here and what they're here to do, and not just career-wise. And so it gives me great pleasure to be able to choose people from, you know, the entertainment world, from writing, from political arena from historical context and just to be able to look at their chart look at their date of birth look at their name from birth and have a little play as to a better understanding of who they are and I felt I couldn't let the month of June begin even though today is June 2nd but I had to I felt it was very important that I acknowledge and honor someone who whether you like her or not, or whether you know her, which would be very surprising if you didn't, she is somebody that had an incredible effect and to this day still has an effect on people around the world for her life, her acting, her beauty and her mystery. And it's the one and only Marilyn Monroe. Now, Marilyn was born on the 1st of June, 1926, into the Mortensen family. Her name was Norma Jean Mortensen. And she is a very, very interesting soul contract. And, you know, you'd you'd want to be living under a stone and to not know who Marilyn Monroe is. She is considered probably the greatest and I use the word sex symbol, ever. You know, she's up there with Cupid and she's up there with um, all of the great goddesses, Aphrodite, uh, you name it. We usually associate, you know, generally from, we say from the last hundred years, because she know, she's nearly, she will almost be a hundred on the t- in, 20, in 2026, which is hard to believe uh, that Marilyn Monroe will be nearly, uh, she's 90, you know, um, 95 if she was alive and it's it's quite extraordinary really isn't it to imagine this woman who left our planet so young 36 and you know what's very interesting is she has very similar numbers to Princess Diana Diana Princess of Wales and I will be doing a whole podcast on Diana for her 60th birthday on the 1st of July But interestingly, Norma Jean or Marilyn was also born the first day of the month. And when you're born the first day of the month, it usually suggests that you've come in to make a difference. You've come in to be known. You've come in to be an individual. You are usually somebody who is an innovator or a maverick or the first to do things. Now, it's not a major part of the chart, 
but it does suggest that you have that ability to to lead. Now, if you look at Marilyn, we're not going to look at Diana at the moment. We're going to be looking at Marilyn, obviously. And also just to say, Marilyn and Diana died at the same age, 36, which for me is very interesting because I look for patterns and numbers. So we'll get back to that again. So Norma Jean, first day of the month, and also we would suggest the fact that she was born on the first day, there's that sense of being different. There's a sense of loneliness about her. And and if you if you look at her movies, you can see, you know, obviously she's acting. She's a, she was quite a very good actor. And, um, you know, but she had a very different way of doing it. And the one is all about being different. But there's also that sense of vulnerability, that sense of loneliness about Marilyn, which I felt was very apparent. Even as a child, when I'd watch her movies um, with my father, I always felt there was something very almost fragile about her. And she was the only child of um, a woman who, bless her, Gladys, she she basically, Gladys worked in the on the Hollywood set. She used to work in the film department as in putting um, film together on reels. And she was someone who was very beautiful as well, but she was always seeking as well to have you know to be recognized to to be famous it didn't happen for her but she did get to work on the hollywood lot so she probably had a dream which is fair enough that you know if she didn't do it she would love to have a child that could and um i think she'd had a number of different very rocky relationships but she gave birth to norma jean on the first of june 1926 and you know unfortunately her she was quite traumatized person and she had a lot of mental health um challenges so norma jean was um basically given up for fostering and she actually spent the majority of her early life in foster care now the thing about that and that was very challenging there was some good times but there was a lot of very difficult times so from a very young age she would have experienced a lot of um, neglect uh, maybe emotional neglect and possibly physical but then of course um, there became some um, sexual uh, abuse from a very young age which is very tragic and which would have had a detrimental effect on on Norma Jean and um, so being born the first day of the month would suggest that she had to really become her own person at a very young age her inner child is a one-year-old and it was around that age that she actually went to into foster care now, when you add uh, Marilyn's date of birth together, it comes to a karmic number of 16 and it's a seven. So um, her life path number, the energy into which Norma Jean Mortison came in is a seven energy. And you've guessed it. It's the same as Princess Diana. Right. It's really interesting. The observation between the two of them. So a karmic number 16 is really interesting. It's a hard one to come in on. And it's all about the fall of the ego. When you have the number 16 slash 7 as your life path number, you really have come in to um, recognize that you have to be your own person. It's really about deep and really deep family healing. And for for Marilyn, you know, to come in on that vibration, she really has come in to work through or had come in to work through issues of independence of privacy and trust. Trust is a big one. Trusting that spiritual forces 
you know, are there to support her on her life journey. Now, she was a highly, highly spiritual person. Marilyn was an avid reader. At the time of her death, she had something like 400 books uh, in her possession. A lot of them being, she used to love reading Ulysses. She read a lot of the great masters, Yogananda and so forth. She was very open to um, spiritual growth, but to the point that she didn't trust herself enough. What she used to do was she'd give her power away to spiritual teachers, gurus, movie directors, producers, agents. She didn't trust that she had the ability within herself to create the life that she wanted. Um, And what's very interesting with the vibration of numbers she has, most people with the number seven vibration, they need a great deal of privacy and a sense of independence. And, you know, because there's that sense of shame and betrayal that tends to run in the background of people with the 16 7 number. It's a very difficult number. It's a karmic lesson to come in on. And when I say the fall of the ego, it means that we all have an ego, but ego can also stand for edging God out. So it's where you literally become a character and you don't maybe deal with and tap into your spiritual side until maybe later on in your life, if ever. Now, she she actually did um, tap into it. And, you know, she would have a, had a wonderful mind, actually. She would have been quite a, probably an analytical mind. And I would imagine what she had been through in her earlier life would have caused that because instead of having to feel things, you know, emotionally, she would have just gone into her head and gone into the mental aspect. And what can happen as well with people with her numbers, that um, they can have various degrees of paranoia and they might begin a relationship, for example, with an almost, almost naivety and set themselves up to be betrayed. And that's something that I feel Marilyn most definitely did from the moment she got married when she was only 16 years old. And, you know, being on the life path that she was, it's, it was very much around, it's a double-edged sword. It's about she wanting to be in the limelight, which she did, because she still is the, one of the most famous women in the world. And yet there was a deep introverted inner side that craved silence, peace, serenity. And, and the conflict of that was very difficult because it was a, a double-edged sword. So, you know, as as she would have matured through life, it would possibly she came into deeper senses of trusting herself a little bit more. At one point, she headed off when she was at the height of her fame. Marilyn, um, you know, she was been absolutely haunted again, just like Diana. And, you know, she was the most photographed woman in the world, but she had set herself up. She, you know, she got quite famous from a very young age. And, you know, she was she got some photographs taken. And of course, they were seen by movie uh, movie people. And, you know, and so began. Now, she was in a lot of dreadful films in the very early days. Um, And, you know, she always had challenges around trusting her own self-worth in that she couldn't remember her lines or she'd be late. So there was a sense of I'm not good enough. So there's a really delay tactics, which would have had a huge and detrimental effect on those around her. So by causing delays and not being, you know, able to trust her own abilities, she was creating a conflict on set a lot. And that was in the very, very early days. 
So there are certain ages I can actually look at which are significant as I do for everyone in everyone's chart when I do a chart and we look at Marilyn's. So the first one was number one, it was her age one when she was fostered for the first time. And then the next age is when she was 17. Now at 17, she had married. She got married at 16. So at 17, she was a homemaker. And it was at 17 that she was at really in the height of her, her beauty and very natural beauty and a very shy, kind, loving soul as a seven would be because sevens are very, um, very compassionate and they're healers in their own right and, and students and studiers of life. So she married a very nice man and um, he, he was in the Navy and but she was looking for an escape to get out of the foster homes and um, he, he was kind to her but he wanted a wife and she wanted to be famous because that was part of what she needed to be acknowledged and so therefore she got some photographs taken and and they were seen. So that began her movie career at 17. And then the next age is 26, um, which was 1952. Now, this is when she's really kicking into her fame. She had just made a couple of B movies. But in 1952 to 53, she made the film that made her. It was called Niagara. And that was um, based in Niagara Falls in Canada, or on the American side, I should say. But that was the beginning. That's when she really kicked into um, the, the woman we now know as the sex symbol, the woman who's the epitome, the goddess energy, if you want to call it that. And yet her numbers, yet Norma Jean or Marilyn's numbers don't suggest that she has that that divine feminine um, life path. That's what I find very interesting. Like... Her life path is all about the inner world, the inner teachings, the inner learning. And, you know, that's why um, the paranoia would, you know, it come from when when you don't you don't feel safe. You don't trust that, you know, spirit has your back. It can kick into that. So she would have, as I said, put all her trust into other people um, and let other people control her life because of the lack of worth. So. It's, it's quite interesting. So 26 was a very key age um, when the, and then she started on her contracts, you know, some like it hot. That was a bit later. But, you know, the Prince and the Showgirl, she had her own production company. She took off to New York. So she, she really did an awful lot. Of course, she had a number of relationships within this context. She was married three times. After she divorced her first husband, she married the famous baseball player, Joe DiMaggio. And that was like, that would be like the um, uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, perhaps of our generation. And, you know, Angelina Jolie and all that stuff, you know, that whole context. And, you know, for her, for, for, for Norma Jean or Marilyn's soul, you know, she needs balance. She was an ace. She needed balance. And in relationship, she would have given all her power and, you know, away in relationship because she just wanted to be loved. It's really ultimately what she wanted, as we all do. But for Marilyn, it was really important. And there was, a, again, the eight would be very much around addictive tendencies. So she would have got into, I would imagine, um, the whole, well, the eights to do with your aesthetics, you know, how you look, how you feel, how you smell, how you act. So she had definitely got that. She had that whole beauty, outer beauty. But that was very creative. Um, you know, it was very, um, she had a natural beauty. There's absolutely no doubt. But the studio Mongols, they made her into what she was. And, you know, she never felt really that was her. Like I've read extensively about her. And I can see now from her chart 
that it was an image and it was an image that got her well seen and, and but hunted for the rest of her life and the eight is about the balance piece so your physical environment and then your emotional mental and spiritual environment is to get the balance and when one area is off which obviously it was because before long you know to keep her weight down and also to keep going she started taking barbiturates and you know speed and and you know she was taking a concoction of uh, meds as well medicinal and also alcohol so there was a lot going on she had a number of miscarriages and terminations and that would have had a huge effect on her bless her on her well-being and her destiny then is a 145 which is another karmic number so she's massive karmic numbers on her chart usually people have one or two but she has loads of them and bless her so she came in to make change she really did change i mean she came in to make changes for i mean some people might debate she gave an image that women could never attain to there's also that possibility but she also came in to change maybe the viewpoint that even though she was somebody who on a physical level was the epitome of we say beauty uh, of that context she also had the ability to really be a very serious person and I guess the biggest thing for her is by learning and doing the inner work the outer world would have changed but unfortunately the five is also to do with um, you know slavery and being trapped and she was she was trapped in a system that was certainly not really conducive for her life purpose and you know I would imagine if we could fast forward and that Marilyn continued to live to a ripe old age we say into the 90s that she would be now I do believe she would have found contentment and I feel she would have probably gone off and lived somewhere like in a you know in a desert or in a mountain region she would have disappeared from the limelight because I feel as she would have got older with the seven life path she would have come more accustomed to trusting her own intuition to very much being able to identify what she wants as opposed to giving her power away and with those karmic numbers she would have had a chance to work through them but alas that wasn't to be the case um she she then the next soul age that i have here would have been one of the last ages before she died was 35 so at 35 um that would have been 1961 um her birthday of 61 that was when she was having a relationship with john f kennedy and robert kennedy and she was very involved with the rat pack um which were you know frank sinatra dean martin joey bishop sammy davis jr and um obviously the kennedys were involved it was a very las vegas it was you know wine women and song and it was wild so she was very much involved and she she most definitely had relations with JFK and with his brother Bobby so she also you know would have you know given that was the period when she stood on the stage and sang happy birthday to JFK in the famous uh, see-through dress um, and she was quite high um, when she was doing it so she was on the slippery slope and and she just was searching seeking that's what the seven is about the seeker seeking for love seeking adulation seeking acceptance and that would have come from obviously her background and her soul's journey and she's very much around you know she wanted a family and she wanted to be part of a family and 
unfortunately, you know, she didn't realise perhaps that, you know, well, her paranoia, I can understand why it would have built up because the fact that she put her trust into people to form a family unit per se, like different husbands, um, and then, you know, to then have your trust betrayed or to be dumped. I mean, she had a lot of that with different men. Men would use her for their own gain and then move on to someone else. And so she very much had that sort of dynamic going on and that would have been very much from the early childhood experience. And then, of course, she married for the final time and, you know, she very much felt that she um, had found a true soulmate in Arthur Miller and they had a huge connection I mean he would he really saw in her what you know other people hadn't seen he was a complete academic you know someone who um, had written best-selling you know Pulitzer Prize winner the whole lot and he saw in Marilyn more beyond her physical beauty he was able to see into the mind into the heart and the soul and the intelligence because she's a very mind person or was a very mind person i always feel she's with me it's a strange feeling but so when they they separated after she finished the last movie um something's got to give you know i think that's a very appropriate movie her last one she never got to finish it she died um but she had a very difficult time on the set so she'd broken up with arthur miller she had been seeing John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy. They were playing with her like a toy. And basically on the August the 4th, 1962, she was found at 36 years of age, um, dead in her uh, her bungalow. And, you know, to this day, people still wonder what happened and why it happened. And ultimately, that's not really for me to, you know, say. But what I would say... Um, on a soul level is that Marilyn or Norma Jean Mortison came in to teach us as a world about how we view people especially women and maybe you know epitomise them into creating these characters now she had a choice of course but it's you know this this high ideal and she was hunted just like Diana Princess of Wales from the moment she became famous to the moment she died, even on her death, when she was being brought out, they took a photograph of her, you know, of her bruised body. And and there's a lot more to it. I do believe there's a lot more to that story than is given. But that's another day's conversation. But ultimately, I do believe she died too young. Um, I know her soul contract was 36, but I just feel that she had a lot more to give and to learn and to be and I'm very much of the belief that we have three times that we can actually leave um, our our body basically um, and that you know sometimes things happen accidents happen or near death we have a near death experience but for, Di- for Diane I was going to say but for Norma Jean or Marilyn she really came in to blast through a very short life and um, I, I really don't think she was ever particularly happy um, because I think she just knew on some deep level that she gave her power away to men particularly and to the powers that be. Now, 
hopefully with the seven light path that she's found peace and that she has been able, which I believe she has, move on to the other realms and to be her true self because she really is a beautiful soul. And she actually shares her soul number and her soul contract with people such as um, Eric Clapton, Richard Burton, Mel Gibson, Carrie Fisher, James Stewart, um, who else? Helen Gurley Brown, Joan Baez. So there's some of the people who would also have similar numbers to her. So maybe you can see, apart from Princess Diana, of course, but she's a different combination, but it's still ultimately a seven. But we'll talk about her on July 1st. So friends, I hope you enjoy that. It's just to give you an insight as to the power of a chart and how our chart, your numerology chart is actually your contract of what you're here to do. And that's what I do. I don't foresee death, just to say that. I never do that. It's more about the sense of your journey on the physical level. So Marilyn, may you rest in peace. We're still talking about you. Um, and I'm sure we'll be celebrating your 100th birthday in 2026. But until then, much love and blessings till we speak again.